Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Evening We're back. Evening all, wherever you are. We're back with uh, a pre-North London derby special. Looking forward to this game. I've got to say, I. Uh, There'll yeah, be a lot of goals, so that'll be exciting. Well, I mean, let's <laughs> let, let's hope so. Um, yeah. Although I'll settle for one 0 I'm not going to lie. Ooh, no, that'd be boring, um, mate. That'd be oh, boring. Listen, I just I just want the win. Um, yeah, not going to happen. You know, time to get. I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in this game because I feel like, um, in the last time we played, um, uh, so Weldy, yeah. Last yeah, time, yeah, yeah last time yeah. we played okay. Tottenham, um, Son scored an absolute weldy. Like, you can't, I mean, listen, it's, it was a kind of goal that deserved to win a game outright yeah. anyway, you know? But then, to be honest, there's nothing wrong with the, the opening Arsenal goal either, though, right? Oh, funny. You guys, you guys yeah. <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> but then um, um, the second goal, uh, obviously, uh, on a breakaway, uh, Tete kind of, you know, side of the pitch because he was injured and you know it'd have been it'd have been interesting to see how the game would have gone uh if it stayed one nil because I feel like Arsenal really did dominate that game. So it's going to be interesting. Spurs are finding a groove a little bit. We um, are yeah I think that little European run out during the week. Um and like we discussed in the first the last episode I think Jose's been tinkering a little bit and now I think he's finally adjusted it. I mean some of those defenders look pretty accomplished now a bit more settled than rather than just I've got 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Um, you know, he rested Bow and then Bow come on and his first touch was that right, that pass from like right in the corner flag with a little toe and just perfect. I mean, some of those Spurs players have just come into form at the right time, but then, you know, so have Arsenal. Arsenal have been playing really well lately. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing I'll say about both sides is, you know, they haven't really played it. They haven't really played anyone um, that, is, that, you'd, that you'd think would kind of stretch the two teams. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, you guys smashed Burnley. We were all over Burnley, um, yeah. and then you know, just mistake Leno giving the ball to Xhaka, even though Xhaka's asking for it. I mean, it's kind of like Still. it's kind of his job. Yeah, you know, um, and he's either got to go out first time, or just drop it back into the keeper, and keeper's got to get rid. So we we're making yeah. these mistakes, um, and yeah. once once we iron these mistakes out you know, we're starting to turn these results into wins. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting this weekend. What I love about this weekend is forms out the window. Doesn't matter yeah, how you perform in the it's last bragging one. Rights. Bragging rights. the next one. Yeah. The only, the only question that I have about the game is... Unless we get to face each other in the Europa League final. Oh, I mean, it'd be beautiful, wouldn't it, really? <laughs> we'll be it, on a plane, wouldn't we? <laughs> it really would. It really would. Um, but it's bragging but, rights. Even if you get relegated, which could happen, we obviously we're way past that forty-point barrier. Yeah, it's right. bragging rights for the year, right? It's bragging rights. I mean, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so, um, I think uh, the fate of the fate of the podcast rests on this on this weekend <laughs> and our friendship, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do think it's going to be. Um, I mean, we can talk about this. There's been some great derbies in the last, you know. 10, 15 years, but and the, the more recent ones, because there's been that little shift in power slightly where you guys have been the kings of North London. And I'm, I'll put my hand up to that, that you guys have dominated the North London derbies for such a long time. And now that little shift in power has been around for a, however long you want to say, maybe two, three years, I think, through the Poch era. Um, I just think there's, when you look at the, the two lineups, you know, there's a quality there in both teams' benches 
that makes the derby even more exciting. It's not just 11 versus 11. I mean, we've got depth and you've got depth. So it should be an all that entertaining game. And I think we've both got a nice little bit of form coming into it. Yeah. The last uh, thing you want to do is go into a derby on the back of a six-game losing streak. Well, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think um, what's going to be interesting for me this weekend is how does the result that Arsenal had uh, yesterday play into team selection for for the game on Sunday. Yeah. You know, they got a good 3-1 win. That's three away goals. So are they going to maybe think about going full strength for the North London derby, which I would hope. And I think you, Arteta you being a former player. Yeah. You know, you know, he, he knows, knows what it means. He knows. Yeah. He knows. So it means a lot. will he do that? And then maybe play a, a slightly weaker team in the, uh, Europa League next week, knowing that we've got the three away goals and it's a good cushion. Yeah. Uh, or is he going to rest a few players, hoping to go out and win that second leg comfortably yeah. and advance? You know, I think it all kind of depends on what his priority is. I would, yeah. I would like to think at the moment he he believes enough in the team that he's going to look to attack on both fronts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's I mean that's the interesting that's the interesting thing for do me. Do you uh, do you see after his performance this week? Do you see is it Odegaard? Son of four, do you see him getting a run out? It's a cracking goal. It was, I mean, he really so, did yeah. it, didn't he? That's he why really you bought him to it. see those kind of goals. I mean, yeah, quality I, technique. I think, I think, I think he's kind of coasted through his his first sort of four or five games, uh, maybe maybe even six games now. Um, and he's tidy. He's got great feet. He's he's definitely got an eye for a pass. Um, and you can see he loves a little re- reverse pass. He hasn't, uh, let's put it this way, Mesut Ozil's first 10 games when he came into the club were phenomenal, you know? And Odegaard hasn't been phenomenal. But as you say, at that time, Ozil had been playing Champions League football. He was ripping it up for Germany, playing for Real Madrid when we got him. So he'd seen it all and is unfazed, you know. Um, but I think I think Odegaard's looking like a good player. And I, I'm, I'll put my hands up and I'll say, you know, I was I was unsure about the reason for for bringing in such a young player on loan with no options. You know, it was I was kind of like, well, I mean, what's the point? If he's somebody that you feel like you want to have in your squad, then you know. Where are the options? You know, why is it not maybe a year's loan with an option to extend the, the loan for an extra year? Or why is it an option, not an option to buy? Or, you know, just that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, you know, it, to me, it seemed like we're, look, we're just looking for someone that's going to replace uh, Smith Rowe if Smith Rowe gets injured. But fair play to Odegaard. I hold, I hold my hands up. He's come. Obviously, he's doing the business in training. And, yeah, you know, the, yeah. The ESR injury. He's supposed to. Yeah. yeah. The ESR injury came at the right time for him. Um, and he's taken his chance. And he's, uh, I mean, he's been, he's been pretty good. He's been yeah. solid. Um, he's not, rip, he's not ripping up any trees at the moment. But he's been solid. And, I, and you know, I love that he's a hard worker. I love the quality he's got. I love that he tries to pop up in those spaces. Um, Finds in pockets of space. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, Arsenal have missed that for most of the season. For a long time. To, yeah, to, yeah. to drop into that yeah. into into that space. Yeah. So, 
you know, everything I'm seeing shows, you know, good intelligence. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah. You know, your first London derby is always, you know, a, a terrifying but exciting prospect. I mean, Gareth Bale's been there before, so this is not new to him. Song's been there, Kane, you know, Deli Alley if he starts. Um, I don't think there's any... Uh, Hoiberg, Hoiberg is probably the only player who's looking for... I mean, he every game to him is like a derby. He plays like every game is a Champions League final. He's just phenomenal. Um, and it's, it's just interesting to go back to what you were saying about... You know, he was at Real Madrid. He's not phased by anything. And the timing of this derby could be perfect for someone like Odegaard with his flair and his kind of ability. And I just think, you know, on, on the other side of the coin is two weeks ago, we were like, eh, Gareth Bale, not going to be the same Gareth Bale. Now he's had that run out. He's played a UEFA game. He's had a couple of run outs in the league, seven goals, or he's been involved in set. So, you know, we got, we got a half decent Gareth Bale back right now who's super excited to play. Seems like he's enjoying himself again. And it's funny that happened in such a quick turnover because three games ago, everyone was saying it's a bad mistake, loads of money, should have never done it, never have done it. And now just that little turn of form, just that little kind of confidence boost that he's got from Jose, maybe just getting that extra playing time. Uh, and he's starting to look like, you know, the player he used to be. I don't think we'll ever get that back from him on a regular basis, but he knows about the London derby. He's going to be super excited to get out there. Him and Song and Kane. I think Song's due a couple of good goals. He doesn't look as happy as he usually does. You know, he's pretty famous for his smile. Um, I'm pretty excited for the game. I think, you know, we can talk about combined 11s. We can go into that later. Um, I just think, you know, our front three or front four um, is pretty exciting right now. They've all they've hit this nice bit of form right now. I mean, Kane is always on form. He's Harry Kane. And that's why he's one of maybe the top five free strikers in the world. Does Deli Alli play? Who knows? Um, he looks a little bit disgruntled sometimes, but that's just a personality thing. Bao looks like, like I said, he's coming to a nice, nice little run of form. Song is always going to be Song. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good North London derby. I can't wait. It's bragging rights are on the line, and yeah, it's oh, going to be sure. good. Yeah. For sure. I, I mean, I just just to touch on the uh, on the bail uh, on the bail thing. Uh, last week uh, in the last podcast, I said that I felt like you guys got a run of really easy games at the right time. And I think, I think that's been perfect for Bell. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not kind of crazy on the statistics uh, because as I said, you know, they're easier games that you'd expect or you'd, you'd expect teams like Spurs to go out and dominate and win those games. At the same time, you've got to be in the right positions. You've got to put the ball in and it. And Still got to do the work. He's yeah. done that. But now he's going to be coming up against defenders who are, you know, going to be all over him. Um, you know, it's going to be big tackles. It's going to be all of that. Um, and so it'd be interesting. Does he rise to it? Does he Does he shy away from it? Um, you don't want him to rise, but I do. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting game. Uh, that's for sure. So anyway, just moving on real quick. I've got a question okay. for you. What is your favourite North London derby kind of memory or moment? Um, ooh, easy. Gascoigne. He's not going to have a crack from here, is he? He is. Oh, 35 yards, mate. <laughs> and he wasn't just the Gazagol, because, you know, who ate all the pies. And, you know, he, wasn't the, he wouldn't even make it these days because he's just the athleticism or lack of it. Uh, it was the other goal as well. The kind of wide play between the Spurs team to get the ball in the box. And then, you know, um, I think that one, just because of my age at the time, I was really like 
getting into playing soccer and playing at a high level and just having a great time. And he was my hero. Um, and, you know, Spurs have always had that thing, you know, we, we go to Wembley, we go to Wembley. Um, so, yeah, that's probably my favourite one. And second to that, and I thought about this a lot this week, um, David Bentley's volley from 40 yards. Oh, and then the third one, Naeem from the halfway line, mate. <laughs> I'll tell you what makes it... I, I still sing that it, song. I mean, the Naeem from, an, from the halfway line, that wasn't uh, a North London derby memory, but Naeem well, was Spurs, so yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll let you I'll let you yeah. slide that one in there. Yeah. But um, David That's Bentley... That's why it's third, mate, and not first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, David Bentley, it was a good It was a good strike. I think... Um, who was the other one that hit one like that? Uh, oh, Danny Rose. Know. Danny Rose. I think it was him. Yeah, I think well, he's he got, there's one. another there's another great derby moment. That stunning strike of his. I mean, that other goes into Rose Ed, seven sisters, or it goes back in the net. I mean, it's like it's sweet, it's sweet. So, what about you, mate? What are your favourite memories? Good or bad? My um, my favourite. I can one of my favourite uh, memories was um, I, I think I posted the goal on the Instagram account, which uh, if you want to follow is 4.4 miles, all words, uh, was the Canu, uh, Canu oh, yeah. when the ball came in and he kind of yep. flicked the ball over and spun the defender. Yep. Defender's got his, he's got his talk chat, his flashlight out looking like, where's the ball gone? Like what's going yeah. on? And, and he, then he ripped Didn't he have like in. size 14 feet or something? Oh, he was, yeah. I mean, he's like just awkward gangly, but yeah. With, yeah, he was a genius with, with the ball feet. sometimes. Yeah. Um, I remember so that. I think that would probably be my third. Um, I can remember being really young, well, ish, um, and uh, and watching the um, the five four game in a in a in a pub up in uh, Finsbury Park. Um, that was uh, that was quite a spectacular game. Uh, I remember I remember that one. But I think my, especially in, in recent recent years, my favourite was the uh, the five two, um, where Walcott kind of where we went two 0 down and then Sanya. Got when the, he went uh, off on the stretcher, that no, one? not that one, not that oh, one. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, I think it was 2 0 down. Um, and then Sanya scored an equalizer with a head. Yep. I can't remember who scored the second one. It was then, that good a memory, man. But then it became, but then it came. <laughs> I mean, the reason I remember, I remember it like it, it was yesterday. <laughs> Walcott, it became the Walcott show. Walcott yeah. just kind of, yeah. you know, uh, and that's so that's one of my that's probably my top favorite along yeah. with the absolute phenomenal goal by Thierry Henry where he picks it up on the edge of his box and just glided past everyone no, just didn't walked, even yeah. dribble he just those, glided past those everyone. are not the glory days those were the gory days for Tottenham. <laughs> yeah just, they were they really that's were so you guys dominated North London for so yeah. long like the Invincibles and we're just like you know we were always lucky if we, we scored against you some days I'm like well, if we score we've got a chance it's like, it's like that scene in Escape to Victory when they turn around in the tunnel and they can escape and Pele's they turn no boys we can do this come on we can beat them and I've, I always got that feeling that if Spurs at least scored one at Highbury we'd have a chance uh, but, uh, for me those were the days where Arsenal played good football, Spurs didn't. Yeah. So Spurs would make it a fight. And it was like, there's going to be a red card in the game. We don't know who, don't know who, but Spurs are going to go kicking and scrapping and whatever. And if an Arsenal player bites, they'll get a red card. And if not, a Spurs player get a red card. Those are the fun days. Now both teams are much more interested in playing football. So you don't see a lot more of the, the kind of the animosity that the fans have. And want to see, but hopefully, no fans in the stadium. Hopefully that change. <laughs> hopefully that changes tomorrow. Yeah, um, um, I think you know for a long time. I think if you did the research, you'll see that there's a huge percentage of the 
Tottenham Arsenal games that finish 1-1 or 2-1. They're always really close. No matter, you know, there were some big games where you guys dominated us, but still, you know, the score lines were never like you beat us 7-0 or 8-0. It was always like there'd be a 2-1, even though you guys dominated. Um, and I think sometimes those derbies, they tended to get overlooked for the kind of animosity and the hatred between the two clubs and the fans. Um, and especially when you guys had the Invincibles, um, you know, just to watch those players, you know, Perez and Lundberg and Emmanuel Petit and, you know, even Soul Blessing. I, I've forgiven him. I've moved on. You know, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't return my calls anymore, but, you know, I still wear my Soul Campbell shirt every now and then. But, you know, you, you guys had a phenomenal team. Um, and, you know, most honest Tottenham fans like me, and I'm super honest, I'll turn around and say, you know, I admired the, the Invincibles for what they did. There was no team that could touch them. I mean, Liverpool last year were pretty good. Man City are going to do it this year. Going, yeah, but that team was pretty phenomenal. Quality throughout. So, yeah. Absolutely. For those that don't, that are maybe too young to uh, to know. It's uh, not a cartoon by or Pixar. Aren't Arsenal, or, <laughs> yeah. or aren't, uh, aren't Arsenal fans or Spurs fans. I'll let Angelo um, have his moment in the light. The Invincibles were basically a team that won the league. Um, but went the whole season without losing a game, which is, you know, almost unheard of. I think the, In the modern game the stretch as well. was something like 44, 45 games. Yeah. Um, I can remember Wayne Rooney ended it with a dive. Absolute filth. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, um, so that's the Invincibles um, and it's a memory we have that we're quite fond of. Um, and it's a great really memory. To, it's it's a great memory to have because yeah. no other team in the world has done it right at higher level. I mean, you can talk about the Barcelonas, the Madrids, and the Milan's of the world and Juve's. Um, no team's ever done that. So well, I, mean, I think I think Rangers are on course at the moment, but that's Scotland, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Say Sorry, it, Stephen folks. Gerrard. It I doesn't matter. It, <laughs> you know, I mean, we could take a team of kids from like, the streets and take them to Scotland, and we could win the Premier. Oh man, it's, I don't know. There's, I mean, it's, it's changing. It's, Scot- it's, it's Rangers or Celtic. Rangers it's, or Celtic. It's, yeah, you know, every year for sure. Yeah, for know. sure. It's a fight um, for third place. You know. I think. So. Um, I mean, you, you've got to say, there's a few. Decent Scottish players turn up in the Premier League. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them being our, our our mighty left back, future captain of the club. So, um, yeah. so yeah. Um, it's I, still uh... Sorry, <laughs> sorry to okay. the Scottish fans that we just lost. All two of them. I know uh, the Rangers. The Rangers fans were out celebrating for sure. Yeah. Got into a bit of trouble with uh, the uh, and, uh, the PM there. And so, well done yeah. to to Stephen Gerrard as well. So yeah, I think phenomenal uh, player. So. He was a phenomenal player, and yeah. he didn't have that success with uh, with the club that he know, deserved that he played for. Um, yeah. yeah, but so yeah, good luck, you know, good luck yeah. to him. And uh, I think he might be one of those top world coaches in a few years' time. Let's see, let's see. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I mean, they got a good result again in Europe, so you know, yeah. he's obviously yeah. it's not that he's just doing it in Scotland; he's also doing it. And you remember, um, they were but they were relegated by admin for admin reasons, right? Financial reasons. Yeah, and sent down what two leagues. Oh uh, yeah, right. Pretty much yeah. to the bottom of the Scottish, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so they've worked their way back up, and you know, um, yeah. yeah, fair play to them. Fair play to them. So well yeah. done, Rangers. Well done, Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, I would agree with that. Let's talk um, combined eleven. Ooh, okay. Uh, what we'll do is we'll go positionally from the last. 10 years? Uh, just, just current more squads. More recent? More, okay. Yeah, current okay. squads. Um, so basically, using the current squads, what would be your kind of top 11? 
um, and we'll do you know a minute ish each, uh, just yeah, kind of okay. justifying. Um, I mean, some names don't need a minute. They just you just say their name and you yeah. can nod your head and do bottom lips. And go, yeah, fair point. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, fair I, enough. I, I'm done. With <laughs> Not going to argue with that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, start with goalkeeper um, for me, and you know, when I think about my philosophies, you know, I like to play it from the back, so I want a keeper that's really good with their feet. Um, and for me, Leno uh, is uh, is better with his uh, with his feet than um, than Lloris's. I think after that, I think they're pretty much quite similar. They deal with variables very well. One on ones, they deal with very well. They can both make a, a you know a very good save. Their shot stopping is brilliant. Um, I, I, and I and I also think that they're both susceptible to the odd kind of. Uh, concentration slip so for me i go leno based on their ability to to play out from the back yeah uh for me i probably i would go with leno too um spurs historically have never had a great goalkeeper we've never been that team i mean hugo Lloris is probably the best goalkeeper we've had in the last 10 years going back eric torstead you know we've had all these um great keepers great clements r.i.p bless him um good goalkeepers, but never great. We've never been known for having like, hey, he's the golden glove keeper of the year. You'll never get past him. I do think that the one good thing that Lloris has over Leno and your distribution, his distribution isn't great. He's screwed up a few times this year, should we say, but uh, he's an excellent penalty goalkeeper. I think his record of saving PKs and being that it's the derby, there, there could be a few contentious floppings. Uh, I think... Hugo Lloris would be a, a good, he's a good PK stopper. But I think Leno just about edges it just because, um, and as you said, keepers are ten, tend to have a lapse in compensation, com, uh, concentration. And Lloris has had three or four errors like that lately, uh, where he's just, his distribution is not great. So I will, I will, I'll agree with you that on Leno. So. I, I would I would say on the penalty front, you've got no worries there because uh, the Premier League don't like to give us penalties, do they? No, oh, you know? hang on, let me. I've lost it. I've got a violin somewhere. It's tiny. <laughs> but no, you get you get to, you get, to you get your Arsenal there. goalkeeper. He's a good goalkeeper. Um, uh, all right, so let's move on to right back. Okay, what's your choice? You can go first. You can go first this time. Um, just fullbacks in general. Uh, yeah, so let's do. Why don't you do both both fullbacks? Yeah. My fullbacks. Um, I'm pretty happy with Ben Davis and um, Regulon. I think Regulon has been a revelation since we got him. Uh, when so he made Ben his... Davis, you want Ben Davis right and Regulon left. Yeah, I think Regulon when he came with Bowers, part of that package. Um, some of the Madrid stuff. I say you got to see this guy's stats. The guy can run for 90 minutes at the same pace. Uh, he, has, he was with Sevilla, Seville for a few while, for a few years on loan. And his stats for assisting with crosses, um, it kind of reminds me of like a, that young Gareth Bale when he was like, you know, super young, getting to the opposition half and just whipping dangerous balls all the time. So, and I think Ben Davis is a better defender than um, Doherty and certainly better than Sergio Aria. I mean, so I think Davis, you know, I think Davis and Regulon are probably my favourite fullbacks for Tottenham right now. Still not perfect, but no one is. But I think those two like to get forward a bit more. Um, so yeah, those would be my starting fullbacks. What about you? And so those are you, so you want to choose those two over Arsenal's fullbacks as well. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I'm gonna go Arsenal's fullbacks, but okay. I'm gonna go with Cedric. Um, because I think Cedric uh is a better defender than Bellerin. 
Um, and and what I've noticed recently watching Bellerin is Bellerin doesn't put a ball in first time unless he's running into the box. You know, anything from kind of from, from outside the box, he won't put the ball in. Whereas um, Cedric puts a, a good first time ball in. Um, Cedric also likes to get past the uh, the wide player, likes to do the overlap, he likes to get to the byline. But if you set a ball back to him, he'll stick it in. He'll stick it in the uh, in the mixer. So I like that about him. I also think defensively, he's much he's much better, especially in the air. And uh, if you think about this, the Spurs goals against Palace and Burnley, you know, it's balls, balls in the box. Um, and Harry Kane is very, very good at pulling off the defender in between defender and fullback. And so I would think, you know, someone like Cedric, who's able to kind of get, into, get in there, make an aerial challenge, even if he doesn't win the ball, he's definitely much stronger in the air where he can put someone off. So... I go Cedric and then Tierney. Uh, I, you know, this is a tough one because I think Regulon is one of the best crossers of the ball in, in the Premier League at the moment. I mean, he is so on point. He's got this a fabulous ability to shape his cross so that it goes over the first defender, the first centre-back's head and falls in between the two centre-backs. Uh, yeah, when, we, I mean, when you're coaching, you say you've got to beat the first man at any point when you're doing that position. So, and he does. But he beats Pinpoint. the first man, which yeah. is the fullback that's come out to press him or the wide player that's come out to press him. But he's then able to beat the first centre-back and get it in between the sticks on the six-yard line for, you know, somebody run onto. He's, I think his I mean, precision is just phenomenal. He's, for, he's phenomenal, yeah. 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 Um, for, for me, though, I'm going to go with Tierney because... Again, Tinney's a phenomenal defender. Um, but what I like about him is his ability to go 1v1 against the fullback um, and basically roast them down the outside and then just drive a ball across. And I think for Arsenal's style of play, that's, that's much more beneficial to us. You know, having, uh, you know, if we had a Kane up front who could mm-hmm. hit the ball really well, in your dreams. Yeah. Then I would say, you know, regular on all day, stick it in there, stick it in there. But that's not how we play. You know, we we tend to kind of get in there, pull back for the second line of attack um, or see if we can find uh, a first-time finish for either Lacker or, or Aubameyang. So I'm going with Tierney uh, as my uh, as my second. Uh, okay. He's a good player. player. I think he's, you know, he's, he's like... Um... Also passion. Odegaard, if his name is Son of Thor, uh, he's learning his trade patiently. He's, he's been really patient. He's been through some things with that with the Arsenal team with changing management, and he's always been there. And he's always a player that I've been really interested to see his development and his growth. And you know, um, is this his first London derby? Who um, Tierney? Yeah, um, I'm not sure if he played in the derby. I don't, I don't think he did. Season. I think he was injured. Maybe. So you know, we'll see how he handles that kind of pressure against. I mean, he's, he's come from Celtic, he? so the Celtic Rangers ones yeah. are, are, are yeah. up there. So he's a good player. Of, so, yeah. The fierceness. Um, yeah. I also think he's, you know, he's passion. He's, he's yeah. all passion. You've got to have passion. Yeah. He, I, I love that. You know. Yeah. Um, so on to centre backs. I'll go first. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, Alda Vierald, um, I think he's been a top defender for a number of years. Yes. Um, whenever, whenever Spurs are having their most dominant kind of period defensively, 
he's he's, really well. he's the one. He's like he's the one that's yeah. sort of up there, yeah. leading things, yeah. throwing his body on the line. And that totally kind of agree. With you. He's one of my no favorites. matter who he's playing with, he's the yeah. one. He's the consistent point. Um, and there's been like a revolving door for Spurs lately of people trying to like take that position. We bought Joe Rodon, you know Eric Dyer when he turns up, Davis and Sanchez, you know. Uh, Tanganga, who I love to death. I think he's a great prospect for the future. But when you're right, though, to get back to your point, when Spurs are playing really, really well, it, he's playing really, really well. Absolutely. And I 100%. think, you know, him and Jan Vertonghen over the last, he's probably the last decade, I guess, were two of my favourite Spurs defenders ever. And I'm a five. I played five most of my life. And I, I, I they both get up. And the good thing about um, Toby, he loves that near post header. He's yeah. made that a little, tra- a little trademark of his own, that kind of, Flick on them. Yeah. 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 He gets goals. He scored against you last season, I think. Um, he's he's a threat in the air. He puts his body on the line defending, and he, you know he gets in with a few goals. So he's 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 a great defender. Yeah, he's um, a really good defender. So yeah, I, I, I would go with him as much as it kind of pains me. Um, I, I do think Arsenal's got some great centre backs. Saliba uh, out on loan. Absolutely the right decision to send him out on loan. I know there's been a lot of contentious kind of. Uh, comments and a lot of uh, negativity from Arsenal fans about Saliba going out, but he's a he's a boy. He's what nineteen or something. Uh, very very young. Didn't get to play much last season, so that transition between the French league and the English league he hasn't gone through. Um, you know, then with the personal issues and that kind of thing, being in France where things are a little bit more kind of uh, what, he, what he's used to in terms of the language, in terms of the culture, in terms of everything. Environment. You've got to being close to his family. Right I think yeah. it's absolutely. And you can see because he's thriving. Yeah. Um, people keep throwing this stat around. Oh, he hasn't been dribbled past for 10 games. Well, I mean, that means nothing because that, that was Liverpool know, fans how many, yeah right <laughs> yeah, with Van Dyke. how yeah. many goals you concede in that's you know that's yeah. the thing but the, yeah. fact, but the fact that he's been like young player young player in uh, France uh, you know, young player of the month in France and stuff is, uh, yeah. is, uh, is, is, is good is good news for us I yeah think, he's a good player I think Gabriel coming in has been it's been a bit rocky recently after coming back after Covid but um, I think he's definitely another really big prospect for the future. Um, but I'm going to go with David Luiz as my, uh, my second centre back. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. David Luiz. Because um, you don't want Arsenal old, to old win. Side, sideshow Bob. He uh, has this ability to exude calm, sometimes too calm. And that, that and that can lead to. I mean, I think there was one in the game yesterday where he tried to nonchalantly put the ball past the uh, defender, and the defender got it and missed the opportunity. Let's remember he is Brazilian and a defender, so I mean, right. you know, yeah. I mean, you know, his he can be too calm, but I think in a game that's heated, that's you know, battle, it's blood and thunder. Passion, passion. You need a little bit of a calm head in there, but then also distribution. You know, his ability to push into midfield with the ball, create the overload. Also, his ability to knock a longer ball. Um, so when you're playing against Spurs who have got a high press, for example, and look to kind of press you, if you can beat the first line with a pass, beat the second line of the press with a pass, now you're putting your team on the front foot and looking to go in. So for, And then also, he's a brave guy. You know, for, for his faults, uh, he's brave. He Lots sticks his head them. in there. He does. He's a professional. And he's been around, so... You know, he's super experienced. He's played in some of the world's biggest stages, you know, even yeah, though so when... You want that. 
you want that yeah. experience in a game like this. So yeah. he's going to be my second, my second choice. So I'm going yeah. Alder Vilreld and Louise as my two uh, centre backs. Okay, All right. over to you. Um, are we moving up to the midfield now? No, you haven't done your centre backs yet. Um, I'll go with Toby just because he's Toby. Um, I think you know we're lacking a good pairing right now. Dyer, again, you know you don't get more passionate than Dyer when it comes to a derby. I mean, Dyer he's, is he's Dyer. Sleeve. Uh, he'll give everything to make it. Yeah, he'll make he'll make some of the mistakes like David Luiz will. Um, and I just think, and probably as much as I want. Dyer to be settled and be an amazing five. I just think he's inconsistent too much. Um, and I think he's going to, I think he's going to go with, um, I think Jose will go with Dyer. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll step up and have a great game. So I'm going to go for, because those two have been really consistent lately. And again, we haven't faced anyone beautiful. We haven't faced the United or Leicester or, a top team right now, you know, we've, but we've got our confidence going and we've all played consistently in those positions. So I'm going to go with Dyer. I think he's the man for the occasion. You're going to go with Dyer over Sanchez? Yes. <laughs> Sanchez, Sanchez has what we call, mate, a 50 pence head. His header in is, you don't know what angle it's coming off. It's like he's got the Pope's hat on. The might eye goes left, right. And he's always running back trying to head it off. Is a 50 pick. So in yeah. England, we have coins and the octagons, I think. I can't remember. Last time I went home was almost a decade ago. Yeah. But you never know where, he's, where his header in is. I mean, he scored some great own goals and I scored some fantastic own goals. If I got paid for scoring own goals, I'd be rich. Um, <laughs> I just think that Dyer's just got that big game experience that San- Sanchez doesn't, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I so, like Sanchez because he's an absolute physical beast more yeah. than Dyer. Uh, I actually saw Dyer yesterday. Don't get this wrong. I got I saw Dyer coming off the game, took his shirt off. Doesn't look like a real athlete. You know, he's not like Ronaldo. And obviously no one's like Ronaldo. I just think Sanchez has the athleticism to be a great five, but his decision-making... Rash. Yeah. Packet of bacon. Rash. So rash. Rashers. <laughs> yeah. Rashers. So yeah, I'm going to go with my mate Dyer because he runs into the crowd All to right. protect his family. So he's a good man. Okay. Fair I got enough. his back. There you go. All right. So let's move on to the, uh, the central... What formation there? are we playing? So you can. So I've I've gone with a four, <laughs> uh, a four three three. Uh, okay. Playing, right. playing with a ten. Okay. Um, just because I think um, we we're all we've got an abundance of forward players that are doing really well, and yep. we're going to want to squeeze as many of them in as, as possible. So three forwards uh, that gives us an opportunity to do. But you can choose. You can choose yeah. whatever yeah. you want. Um, okay. So let's look at the two your centre midfield partnership. Who, what two are you going to choose? Bear in mind, you've got the pick of the Arsenal and the uh, pick of the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, I like Saka, but he's an outside mid, right? He plays yeah. the outside game. So I'm going to go with Emil, Pierre, uh, Hoiberg. I think he's just been signing of the season so far in the Premiership. Just sitting there at Southampton, just idly twiddling his thumbs. And then, I mean, he's played almost every minute for us and just been phenomenal. His stats as a holding mid. He's been involved in something like 70% of our goals at some point, like breaking down moves. I just think he's that guy. He's kind of like Kante does or did at Chelsea. You know, he just runs 50 yards to slide tackle and then does a five-yard pass. Next to him, um, I would, I'd have to go with Non and Bele just because he has that kind of wow factor sometimes. He looks like he's running into a brick wall. Then he does like around the world of Ronaldo, four step overs and comes out with the ball. 
he always looks like he's tired. He's got that kind of Chris Waddle. I'm knackered. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> but I think those two allow, you know, the Regulons and the Ben Davis and the Doherty's and the Aurier to get forward. I think they're just tactically a little bit better than what you've got in your centre mid, to be honest. I think they just allow Tottenham to have that freedom to push, push, push forward and get in those crosses that you guys can't deal with this weekend. So I'm go with Hoiberg, Hoiberg, whatever his name is, and Belly, as I call him, because I can't say his name properly. <laughs> Dumbelly. <laughs> and Dumbelly. I think those um, two are magic together. Okay, so, so I'm I'm going to go with the Arsenal, the Arsenal kind of starting partnership. Uh, Xhaka, I choose Xhaka over Hoiberg. Uh, and, you know... I, I remember actually saying to you, what on earth is this Hoiberg? Like, why have they signed him sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, and it was that was on the back of conversations I've had about Spurs not are not going to have money to spend. Um, and so he was a snip at 15 million. And to be fair, he has done a tremendous job in the defensive, in the defensive phases. Okay. Where he loses me is the attacking phases. Okay. Um, you know, he, he covers spaces very well. He's a very intelligent player. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's comfortable with dropping into the back line. And Spurs have done this thing, especially against good sides, where they've almost slipped into a back six with the two centre midfielders dropping in. Yeah. And he's done that very, very well. Um, he's, an, he's an engine. He gets about the field. But like, like you were saying earlier, where he may have been involved in a high number of Spurs goals, it's in the breakup. It's in the defensive phase. And then he gives the ball to someone who can transition. I don't, I don't rate him highly in terms of when you have possession and you are trying to move your opponent around. Yeah. I don't think he has that kind of game intelligence where he can look to switch balls, play quick one-twos to kind of pull no, someone out right. of space. He's, he's, and, um, and he's a very kind of safe and sideways player. Uh, he's like, you know, hey, I've got the ball. I'm not going. My job is not to give up possession. There's a ten yard pass, and he keeps it simple. Um, and you're right, it's, you know, when we're actually on the in the attacking third, um, he's not the kind of player you want with the ball at the edge of the box. Yeah, he can score goals once a year, once twice a year. You know, he's not attack minded, but you know, he's still box to box for me, like one of the best CMs in the Premiership. Um, he does it week in week out, no matter who we're playing. He's passionate, and so yeah. But you know, but you're right though. He doesn't inspire you going forward which is and fine. so f- for for me I, f- I feel like of the two i feel like jacques more of a conductor okay all right controls the tempo of the game yeah you know? which is important he goes position. backwards when he when you know he's again like hoiberg like you said about hoiberg he's safe and he can yeah. go backwards but we all know those of us that are involved in the game know yeah. going backwards isn't a sign of negativity no it, there's a purpose. You go yes, backwards yes. to draw your opponent out. Um, and then lump sideways. it long over the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he goes, he goes sideways to try and separate defenders. And I feel like he does those things at the right time, you know. Um, but he's got that longer range pass when he needs it, so he doesn't only have to play a twenty yard pass into his centre midfield partner or into a striker's feet or back into a centre back, he can go right across the field, which I feel like Hoiberg misses and doesn't really do that well. Doesn't do it as often, especially. Um, I just think it's not in Hoiberg's, Hoiberg's um, book of tricks. It's like, I'm going to stick to my plan. Jose's happy. My team's happy. We're winning. So I think, you know, they're kind of very different players in that respect, in that, that position. And I think, you know, your, your guy for Micah or Granite, whatever his name is, um, just 
nudges a little bit forward because he does provide a bit more of attacking, not flair, but just an attacking option. And that, yeah, and that, yeah. and so that's basically that's why I still feel that he's a a, a centre midfielder, defensive centre midfielder. I don't think he's a um, a deep line playmaker. I wouldn't call him that at all. But he's a conductor. You know, he slows the game down. He speeds it up when he when he feels like you know. And so that's my my choice. He's a for, smart player. For, you know, he knows yeah. when to. I agree. Needs when to push on and know when to hold up. And like right. I say, when, there's nothing wrong with dropping it back. How many times a week as coaches do we say, it's you okay to a, drop the ball back? You've been listening so, to okay. the older Kenny Rogers there with your, well. you got to know when to hold up. Who's Kenny Rogers, mate? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a Dolly Parton fan. I don't listen to Kenny. But no, he's, he's a good player and he knows, like you say, he controls, he's a conductor. He's like, you know, let's push, let's push fast, let's hold, let's sit back a little bit, let's suck in the pressure. He's a good player. I mean, so, yeah. He'll be so, busy this so, weekend. Uh, to partner him, I'm going to go with Party. You know, I I, I tweeted this uh, out at the week. Uh, sorry, in the game yesterday. Yeah, Party is a Rolls Royce of a player. Okay, doesn't he? Always looks like he's in second year, but he always seems to know what's going on. Super smart. You know, just very clinical, very clean with the ball. Um, a good driving force, but then reads the game really well to to intercept. Um, so when Arsenal were in their press he always manages to kind of cover a line of pass where I'm going to kind of give you an, enough room to think you can get it in there, but then I'm going to pick it off. Um, and uh, I think he adds a, a tremendous balance. He's my box-to-box midfielder. So having Granite Every team needs one. And having Tete go box-to-box, you know, the athleticism, just the brute strength and the brute force of him. But then the finesse... Uh, his one-touch play, you know, again, his ability to kind of decide where the ball's going to go, read pressure, play quickly, you know, um, I, I I like him a lot. Um, I'm looking forward to him getting to his best. We haven't really seen it yet, um, but uh, yeah. But it uh, is it is on paper a pretty young Arsenal side right right now. It is, yeah. Yeah. It is very young. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, only good things to come, I think. Yeah. Moving on to the number 10 position um i i'm gonna go with smith row um okay why i i I choose smith row above the likes of uh of amora um Mm -hmm. and those kinds of players because i think taking into consideration the other attackers that we have who like to look to going behind. You know, you've got a Bamiyang who plays the shoulder uh, or drifts wide to be able to, to receive it, to run at defenders. Um, Lacazette's the same. I mean, he'll drop, in, he'll drop into the pocket to hold up, um, but he's not dropping into the pocket to make anything happen. So he's not looking to get it on the back foot and drive forward. He's looking to get it with back to goal. Um, for me... Smith Rowe complements the other player so well in his ability to pop up in those spaces in between those lines and receive and, and, and go back foot. You know, um, it, what I like about him as well he's, he's, is he's not only able to play in the 10 role, but he can move across the line as well. So he can pop up out wide, pull, see if he can pull someone out there and then have someone else go in. So I, th- I think he's a very, very intelligent player. He's a player I like to see get the ball and 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 kind of 
not, he doesn't run at people. I don't think he's a 1v1 kind of 10, but he pulls into the space to draw people out, but then he's very intelligent with his movement afterwards. So he's looking sure. for one-twos to get in there. Yeah. He's looking for the, the third, third player runs. Can yeah. you pull someone yeah. out and third player yeah. run in there? And so yeah. I, I'm going to go with him as my number okay. 10. I think, because um, you mentioned his name, I think Mora's going to get the nod. Um, for me, it's anyone but Eric Lamella. Um, I saw something yesterday on Instagram where Eric Clamella's had more touches with his right elbow than he has his right foot, um, <laughs> which it was from a Tottenham fan. It was fantastic. I thought it was great because, you know, he runs around and he does that rollover oh, and he does this and he does that. And then he, he can't pass five yards on both feet at that level. It's ridiculous. I think Mora will get the nod because he's consistent. He works hard. But he's, do you? But, but would you put Mora in over yeah. any of the Arsenal players? Yeah, yeah, I would right now just because of consistency that again going back to the start of the podcast that run that we're on right now is because most of it's through consistency some of these players have played in every game and he's done really well i mean he's you know we go back to that hat-trick he scored against ajax which is phenomenal but he works really hard he doesn't always score the man of his he's brazilian he's got pace he's skillful and i just think he's a, a really good professional right now and you need really good professionals in a london derby and i think he will he'll get the nod he will he'll be my choice in that position okay. He can run it. He's very unlike what you, your player, your um, Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe, sorry. He will run at players. He likes to take players on. He's in the last three or four games. He's got a phenomenal goal in the, in Europe, which is easy to do. Um, with some of the, the teams we're playing, the Hoffenheims and the Holsten Pills and the Cronenbergers. <laughs> uh, who, who we got next? <laughs> um, you know, Eckington Stanley. I just think Moreau is the better player right now. He's got the pace to take on maybe you know to frighten david luis a little bit more which would be interesting so he's my choice okay. for mora okay so. okay well so now we go into the front three and this Ooh. will be interesting because it will be time um i <clears throat> i'll let you go first <clears throat> let's start with uh the uh the left forward so now i've got to choose i don't know um i like bama is that what you call him Aubameyang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oba. Oba. I like him a lot. I think he's had a little dip in form. Um, I think he's starting to come back to now to the player he was when you guys first got him. I'm going to give him the nod over Bao just because um, he's played a lot more than Bao. He brings a lot more to the game than Bao right now. Bao's like just run down the line as fast as I used to. And get those great crosses in, which I think Arsenal might struggle with, but I think Aubameyang right now is Bale's in form, and I'm really happy about that. And he brings so much to the game. But I think Bama is would be my star okay. right now. Yeah. So for the left-sided forward, I'm actually going to go with Son. All right, I agree with you. That I I lament the day Spurs signed him because he was a player that I know Arsenal have been looking at for you know quite seriously and for quite some time i don't know why did they pull the trigger on him um but he is just yeah everything i love about the game yeah. which absolutely breaks my heart to say about a spurs player <laughs> um just he's just he phenomenal is just pat he's powerful he's quick he's uh he's energetic he's yeah. clinical just his feet are phenomenal, yeah. technically fabulous. He's a very gifted just, player. He can score with his head. He can score with his right, his left. Yeah. If he was Brazilian you know, or Latin or, you know, oh, Portuguese, they'll be, be referred be, to. Yeah. Absolutely. 
they'll yeah. be singing his praises. You know, um, uh, I, I'm a huge, huge. Yeah, I don't. I think there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't be ashamed to turn around and say, "I would love him at my team." That you'd be dumb not to say no. He wouldn't get into the Everton team. He wouldn't get into the Man United team. He would walk into those teams. He would walk into Man City. He's a phenomenal player. I would. So I would go as far as to say, for me, he's world class. And when I and when I say world class, for me, world class means you could you could take him out of your team, and he will basically go into any other team. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I th- I I, th- I think um, and that's in in world football. He would slot into any other team in world football. Um, so for me, I'm going to go Son uh, over to the right side uh, forward. I am going to choose Saka over Bale. Um, for me, the youth, but then also he's been consistently doing it over the um, over the duration of this of this Premier League season. Um, he has a great left foot, um, which sometimes I feel can be. Um, a little, a little bit predictable because you know he's going to fake down the right to uh, to to come in on the left, but it always it always seems to work. Um, and then in terms of his delivery, fantastic. Um, so um, I'm going to go with Saka, and I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay, um, actually, I'm really tight and close on this one. I think Saka might edge it a little bit because what you said, he's been performing consistently throughout the season. Bell's only been performing um, consistently in the last six games. Okay, he didn't get a good run of form. He's only just come back. He had some injuries. A lot have happened. Um, he's still a world-class player to me, but I think Saka, just because he's been consistently, he's flatlined. He's been great, 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 great. Bell was a little bit peak and trough, up and down, up and down. And now he's up right now. He loves the London derby as much as anyone. Um, but I think, yeah, I think Saka, just because um, he's, he's had more playing time, and he's he's more consistent. His game time management is top class right now. Uh, I think Spurs have to be really wary of him, knowing that we're not great in the air. You know, Dyer will put his head in front of a lorry. Sanchez will put his head in front of a lorry and miss it. Um, I just think yeah, Saka Saka gets the nod over Bell. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he, gets it, he gets it just because he has played a lot more game time. He's played a lot, and that's going to prove worthy tomorrow. Bell might score. But he might be as a sub, I think. I don't know. So we'll see. But Saka is a very good player. Like, I like watching him play. Do I want him at Tottenham? No, but I like watching him play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. Last, uh, the last. Just say one word, mate. Just the, say it. Uh, is the uh, centre forward position? Yeah. And yeah, there's no choice. There's no doubt. So I absolutely agree. I've got to go with my captain. I've got to go <laughs> with Bamian. I've got to go with Bamian. Uh, I mean, you know, Kane. Uh, is a is a phenomenal striker. Again, I, f- I feel like like you said, top one of the top three in the world, um, and world class. You literally can put him into any team in world football, and he'd he'd slot right in there. I am not a fan of his dropping deep. Um, and no Spurs fans are really. I I I feel like between him and Aubameyang, they're both very clinical. Uh, they can both finish with their heads. They can both finish with both feet. 
variety of goals. Um, they can, you know, they can finish from outside the box. They can tap in. You know, they're very, they're very similar in their, in their finishing abilities and abilities and, and profile and makeup. Yeah. Um, I feel that Aubameyang, for our style of play, fits really well in that he's looking to kind of kind of pull out, isolate a player um, and go 1v1 against them, which I don't think Bell does as uh, Sorry, I don't think um, okay. Kane does as well. Mm. Um, and so on that, I'm going to go, and also because he's my captain and he's my guy, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Aubameyang. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure I'm sure I could guess who you're going to go with. I'm going for my captain. Um, yeah, and despite the fact that he does sit back so deep these days, in the last four or five games, now that Jose's tinkered and goofed around a little bit, and he's like, hey, this this is a good front attacking purpose. Harry Kane's getting a little bit more forward now. He still likes to drop back because he does have a phenomenal range of passes. For a centre-forward, old-fashioned Tottenham centre-forward, I've never really seen him have a pass that's not gone straight to feet or into great space. He's a great passer. I just think, come the derby, he's got a great record of scoring against you guys. He loves a London. I think he's like Tottenham's all-time goal scorer now in North London derbies. Um, you know, that goal he scored a few years ago, where it looked like he was going to run into Seven Sisters Road, cut inside with his Batman mask and whipped it to the top corner. Mm. I just think he's got that ability to turn a game upside down with one touch or one shot. I think he's just... He, again, world-class, can walk into any team in the world right now. Yeah. And he loves a London derby. And right now, again, form. Um, he's assisting and scoring. I think he's on top of his game right now. He's, uh, he did get a little knee injury during the week. I haven't checked on that. I should check later that he's okay. I just think he's just enjoying his soccer so much right now. He's just loving it. Yeah, I think on on the knee injury, I saw something that said that he was, he was expected to play. Yeah, um, they took him off for like five minutes to go, so... Right. I, th- I mean, you know, when I was looking at Kane, um, when I was looking to make my decision between Kane and Aubameyang, I mean, I'd already, picked, I'd already picked two, ph- two phenomenal midfielders and I didn't need another one. So yeah, I went with yeah. Aubameyang. Uh, <laughs> we'll see that when you're picking the ball out the back of the net side, Joe. We'll Bob. see. It should be we'll a great see. game, I think. Um, okay, just a, a quick thing. Okay, 92nd minute. Nil nil, and you got one sub. Who's your one sub you're going to bring on that's not on the field already, just to change the game, maybe? Based on based on what our predict our, 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 yeah. on our lineups. Yeah. Um, oh. Refs just put the ball up. There's four minutes. Nil nil, and you've got possession. That's a hard one, that. Um, yeah. That is tough. I think I'm looking at Lacazette. And I'm looking at Pepe. Good. I was going to ask, why not Pepe? I like him. I don't know why he's having so much I, trouble settling in. I don't know. No, you tell I, me. I, why I is think, he not? Why is he not a starter? He's a great player. I, I so I think um, I think Arteta has done a really good job of managing him because when he came, he came with high expectations, yeah. and he came with a very high high fee. I was expecting. Um, Fireworks from him straight away. Right. I think he's and, a and, good player. And I think everybody was. But you've got to remember, he's not only sort of moving to a, a new country where he doesn't speak the language. Yeah. He's it's also got to, you know, a difference in kind of weather, a difference in culture, a difference in all of these things. Yeah. You know, does he have his family with him? Does he not have his family with him? 
yeah. all of these kind of all you know all of these kind of things uh, that need to be taken into consideration then you're coming in and where he's kind of like a wiry not kind of physical yeah. player he's yeah. very much a flair player you're coming into the most physical league in the in world football yeah and so if you are not you know it's all well and good being able to do a step over and push the ball if you don't have that power output to be able to force your way past that person yeah. if that person is able to step across you and just shield yeah. you out of the ball yeah then you, you know you're not going to be impactful and uh yeah. i think um arteta's basically had him working on you know his his phys- his physicality because he's he's definitely a lot more physical in uh he had a spell where he just kind of every time he came on or was playing in the game he was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah and you could see um i think it was the goal there was a goal where he he scrapped with a defender came up with the ball nutmegged someone and then um and then put it in the in the corner and yeah. you know that's a new pepe yeah. Pepe scrapping for a ball and winning it and coming out yeah. with it yeah. is is new. At the moment, though, it's inconsistent. So for yeah. me, that's okay. why he interesting because I I have the you know right, like we kids all around the world tend to watch the highlight reel of Messi scoring goals. They don't look at the stuff that where it goes wrong, like Messi's bad reel. Right. And I've seen some great stuff from him. Like it's like, wow, that's a great goal. That's a great goal. Right. Wow, that's silky. And I'm just wondering, as as an Arsenal fan, do you want to see him more on the field? Because the thought of Pepe. Cassette and Bama together, that frightens me as a five, especially as a 48-year-old slow yeah. five. That scares the hell out of me. And I think earlier in the season, it was what we wanted to see. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I I just I just think the emergence of Saka, okay. who who should be given the opportunity until he not burns out, but until he's starting to kind of just peak a little bit. Just drop his yeah. his level yeah. a little bit because yeah. of because he'll be tired, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. but then uh, Emil Smith Rowe comes in. He had something different. Odegaard had something different. Yeah. Um, and then you've got w- Willian, who has received so much stick this season. Mm. Um, and I don't get it because again, you don't come into the Premier League, win what is won, yeah. be a Brazilian international, and be have a great bad hair player overnight. Yeah, and have you beautiful know? hair. I mean, yeah. I mean, I want to, to be fair, it's yeah. it's it's Beautiful. pretty nice hair. It's yeah, it's better than Sideshow Bob's. He should run a comb for it every now and again. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, so, I mean, so it's me. I, so it's me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I can't have Arsenal players in my fantasy soccer team, and I'm killing you in that league, by the way. And Simon Day. Um, but if I could, I'd have him. I think he's a phenomenal player. Yeah, experience, yeah. been on the big stage, won 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 everything that needs to be won. And I just, I don't know. If maybe it's because you guys have got such a great youthful presence right now that's really getting some consistency that these mm. old guys are oh, i'll just take my half a million and sit on the bench yeah um, well, i mean one thing one thing i would player. say i would say about arsenal not only their youthful at the moment the youthful they look like they just really enjoy being together this is good you know yeah. um uh Elneny's goal yesterday and like every single player on the field and the bench just erupted and everyone yeah. looks yeah. genuinely pleased yeah. Yeah, for somebody who's putting in a good performance, who's scoring yeah. a goal, or who's you know who's doing good things, and you know that kind of thing, yeah. it's it's great to see. And and yeah. again, these are the things, and and this is you know part of the reason for setting up this podcast was, you know, I read so much trash online, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just people just haven't got a clue on what it is to even build a team, uh, a, a team dynamic, a, you know, a, a work ethic yeah. within a group, you know, cohesion within a group. 
that it are takes just talking time. rubbish about you can't, about you can't buy that. You can't no. buy that. It no. takes time it's at very, any level, even at our level, at youth level, grassroots. Yeah. It takes time to build that. Absolutely. No, it's Absolutely. it's not that. Hey, here's a team of stars. Get out there and play. I'd rather have a star team that's full of like individual, hardworking, panache, graft, and have a star team rather than have eleven star players that can't play together. That's an ex. That's an exhibition match, you know. And that's what Man City had for a while, and Chelsea had for a while. They had a team of stars, but not a star team. Uh, and it, that, like you said, I watched. I actually watched the highlights yesterday on your game, and I did. I saw that celebration. We had that a while ago when we scored a goal. And it just like the whole Spurs team was just going to jump, run on the field and jump on. I think it was Song, whatever game it was. It's probably because it was the first one in a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's when we beat Man City two 0 that way back in black and white. Oh yeah, days. I mean that was a that was a huge win to be fair. Yeah, it was no. So I mean, yeah, it's I'd rather take a star team over a team of stars. Yeah, I, that's I too would much agree. project management. So yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I okay. think uh, you know my last word. Uh, I think Arteta. Going into this game, I think everyone's buzzing. Everyone's happy for it. It's a great result uh, um, yesterday, um, but he he's not getting the credit he deserves for the for the stuff that he's doing. You know, in the background, you know, holding players out. Martinelli is another one, a fantastic prospect for the future, but he's had a really really big injury which required surgery, and he's come back into a few games and he's he's had to either he got injured in a warm up one time. He's had to kind of come out of a game early in the second one and he's just breaking down a little bit too often because the loads that are being placed on him his, his body's not ready for and so people are screaming like why isn't he getting minutes why isn't he getting minutes and he's not getting minutes because physically he can't handle it at the moment he needs to get himself back to a level of strength and, and if anything exceed the strength that he had prior to his injuries before you can start to build match fitness which is a whole different, whole different thing. Yeah, being, being fit and being match fit mm. um, are two totally different things. And then yeah. what you say there, the psychology, when you've yeah. come out of, when you've had a big injury, you it know, coming time. back into it, it takes time to get you to, to, to understand that your body is now capable of doing what you're doing yeah. before. Yeah. And I think Arteta has managed that yeah. perfectly. I mean, you talk about the I brought up the mental part of it. How many young players do we know, athletes that have come back from an injury and they're not the same player? Or they rush back. back and play. Or they don't come back and play because they're scared, like just going in for that half tackle again on the halfway line, I'm going to do my ACL. And they have that fear factor and they don't come back at all or they come back half the player. And whether it's grassroots like we coach or whether it's in front of 70,000 people, it takes a while to build back up that match fitness. Match fitness and fitness are two different things. The ability to run for 75 minutes at 100% is match fitness. You have to build that up. You don't just go back onto a treadmill and you're good to go. And I think, you know, when you come back from certain injuries that are quite debilitating, it takes a while mentally to have that courage to get back on the field time. One tackle and I'm back in the training room. So yeah, for fans, and again, there's a lot of crap on the internet. These fans are, what's wrong with him? It's only a hamstring. I'm like, a professional player having a hamstring is worse than what you think. It's it's a tear. It's a muscle that's torn. It's, you know, so, okay. Yeah, I mean, I would uh, I would agree with everything you just said there. We're we're about to end, so yeah. of course I've got to do it. Prediction. Oh, okay. What do you think um, the score is going to be? Who are the scorers? I think I thought about this yesterday a lot, and I think we're gonna we're gonna beat you three one. 
Um, I do think that Bao, Song and Kane will all be within the goals. Definitely Kane, because those three players right now are on form. Um, I think despite the fact that we're going to beat you 3-1, it's a London derby. It's not going to be totally one-sided. Um, I think just that we've got some more more experienced players out there. Um, you've got youth on your side and they're doing really well right now. We're on a great run of form. So I'm, I'm going for a 3-1 win. Okay. I'm yeah. going to go 2-0 Arsenal. Ooh. I think you think Mourinho, you can keep Kane, really? I think Mourinho's going to give up possession. And I think Arsenal are now better creatively this time around than we were last time around. And we've definitely got more players who can chip in with the goals. Aubameyang's back in back in form as well. Um, so I think Arsenal will create and take enough chances. One thing I've said, and I said this in the last podcast that I've really enjoyed about Arsenal is they've stopped teams from breaking on them as much. So I feel like we could potentially kind of pin you in for large periods of the game. Um, and as long as we're able to stop those transitions, Son especially, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it could be a good day for us. So I think it'll be, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I can't wait. I think there's going to be some really good, interesting battles in the midfield. You know, I'm, yeah. th- I'm so interested. You think you're going to keep us out? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, if if you don't get the opportunity to counterattack, um, yeah. then then I, I think you know it's potential. There's the potential yeah. for that. Yeah. However, like you said, <laughs> Kane only needs one touch to change things. Yeah, um, yeah. And he so, proved that with that goal during the week where edge of the box, right. and he yeah, it just, you know. And yeah. so that's confidence. You know, it's a prediction. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I've kind of got a rationale for it. Yeah. A, a huge should, part of yeah. it's hopeful. It's hopeful yeah. thinking. Yeah, of course. Um, but um, yeah. Um, so just um, for those that are listening right now, to, I did offer Angelo a little wager that whoever wins, the other player has to do the next podcast. Angelo, in the, don't do wagers. In the jersey. And Angelo refused my offer Absolutely of doing the podcast refused. in a brand new mint green, watercolour, beautiful Spurs jersey. And I'll tell you You can even why. put his name on the back. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I don't bet on Arsenal. I won't bet on Arsenal. Okay. All right. And it's not, a, it's not a fear thing. I'm afraid of Arsenal or anything, or, you know, or anything like that. I just don't tempt fate. I just... I just smart won't do man. it. You know? Super smart man is Angelo. Um, we've got some really good topics, uh, especially around uh, uh, the youth, uh, yep, youth coaching about topics. Yep. Yep. Uh, this one though, North London Derby, hashtag NLD. Yep. It, you know, it had to be, it had to go out as a special. So um, send I us your predictions, that, send us your thoughts. Um, absolutely. Yeah. We look remember, forward to, yep. remember, hit us up on the social media uh, on Twitter. We are 4.4M. And on Instagram, we are 4.4 miles, all words, no numbers. Yep. Um, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to kind of hearing from you guys. And uh, we're available now on, on all major platforms. Yep. platforms. So yep. get out there, listen to us. We Let can. us know what you're thinking. You know, as, as, as I mentioned last time, I'm always up for an argument. So yeah, uh, hey. if there you, you, if go, you want to get involved, come and get involved, yeah. mate. Don't get involved in an argument, Banjo. He's a big unit. He's a big lad. He's <laughs> a big boy. Um, thanks for your ears. We really appreciate you listening. Um, go Spurs. Free one. I'm That's not going to say anything. I'll do my talking on Monday. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> See All right, you later. Mate. Bye, everyone. Take care.